Wednesday show. That means we're great in your trades. We'll do that later on in the show. We got all four of us today. I'm Adam Azer with Heath Cummings, with Scott White, with Chris Towers. We're talking Sam Dyson and some other struggling closers. Drew Pomerantz was awesome yesterday. We have a lot of players who are available, uh, even in some of the deeper leagues that you might want to pick up. And we'll do some true or false, which is absolutely nothing like buy or sell. Completely different segment. Uh, welcome back, Heath. And I'm actually glad to have all four, all three of you here. This, yeah, I yeah. think first time since the season started, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll sprinkle these in. It's cool. Great to have the band back together again. I'm really happy to be here with Chris. We've been uh, really getting along well this morning. Ooh, here's a here's a good one. Obviously, they aren't, um, but Team Kreef could never be splintered. Here's a good one for the listeners. If we did make a four-person band, what would be our band name? You email us and let us know. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Let's start in the bullpen. Sam Dyson, three earned runs on four hits in one inning. He gave up a home run. I don't know. Like, what the heck is going on with Sam Dyson? He is a 33 ERA. He is a better pitcher than this. What do you think is the next step in the Rangers' bullpen? Chris Towers. I mean, I, I would guess they give him one more try. Uh, see if he can iron out whatever his issues are. And uh, I can't imagine he's got too much more rope <laughs> left, though. I mean, I was thinking he'd get one more try before this one. Uh, but obviously there hasn't been any suggestion of a change yet. Oh, yeah. They, he he's... said, uh, Jeff Bannister said he's going to have to think about it. Yeah. Think about making so, a change. So, I I mean, Matt Bush, I think, any league where you were picking up Hector Neris two days ago, you need to be picking up Matt Bush now. But with Jeremy Jeffress there, there's a chance you could have the rug pulled out from under you, just like happened with Neris. What, what we need to have happen is the Rangers to have a lead heading into the ninth inning tonight. I think there's little doubt that tonight it would be Matt Bush. We need him to get a perfect, clean save, and then I think it may just be Bush's job. And you say it would be Bush tonight because he did not pitch yesterday. Dyson and Jeffress pitched yesterday and and didn't do well. Um, right. And uh, Bush, by the way, if Bush gets the job, like he's off to a bad start this year, but it's you know it's early. But he had a 248 ERA and a .94 WHIP and a strikeout printing last year, so. Uh, there's a lot of potential here, and a team that I, should. Get I would saves. bet against Matt Bush. I think. You really? think it's going to be Jeffress? No, I think he. I think Bush, especially after what Jeffress did last night, Bush is the most likely guy to get the first shot, especially if it happens tonight. Um, I just like he was he was good last year, but I I don't have a lot of faith in what he did as a 30 year old rookie holding over for another year. Who do you well, think is their best like, reliever? He wasn't like a typical 30-year-old reliever. It's Get not like, him, like he, it's not like he's been toiling away in the minors. No, working no. on his craft for the last 13 years. I don't know if his circumstances make it more likely for him to be sustainably good or less. I mean, the stuff looks good. I, you're just talking eye test and the fact that he throws strikes with it. That's that. Well, that's, Validation enough for me. But at the same time, I don't know that people in, unless it's a shallow league, should drop Sam Dyson if he loses the job. Maybe they'll want to give it back to him eventually. Because Scott said, who's the best pitcher in the bullpen? It might still be Dyson. He just might need to work through whatever he's dealing with right now. Uh, so, alright, we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's, fantasy owners know, it's on your radar. Matt Bush, Jeremy Jeffers, these are guys to speculate on. Fernando Rodney, Heath, uh, when Rodney struggled on opening day, 
you said he's made a living doing this, struggling, but just being good enough to get saves, and and he did it again. He now Fernando Rodri has three saves. Is there any? And he gave up two runs, by the way. Uh, is there anything you want to say about the Diamondbacks bullpen? I think this was Fernando Rodney being Fernando Rodney. I don't. My opinion of his uh, role, stability, or fantasy value has not changed much since we had that conversation after his first blown save. I don't think there's a lot of great options in Arizona. I don't feel like he's particularly close to losing his job. Um, so yeah, that's he, he's a low end closer that will probably continue being so. Okay. You just kept coming up with more words to say the same thing. <laughs> like, I feel like I should answer. Yeah, yeah he no. is a he is a worse version of K Rod, right? Uh-huh. Mm. Well, now that K Rod's throwing yeah, three K-Rod. miles per hour slower, yeah, yeah, K Rod was like maxing out at eighty eight miles an hour last or yesterday. So I'm not uh I'm not sure K Rod's not a worse version of K Rod at this point. Uh, so should we look? If we're desperate, should we look at Justin Wilson? Yeah, I, I think in. A desperate situation, yeah, yeah. It's it's not going to go well for for Rodriguez if he's throwing 88 all year. And Ken Giles uh, struggled again in a non-save situation. So he hadn't pitched in a while, in like five days, but gave up two runs and walked two. Uh, yeah, he was so, all over old, the place. In same that old, same too. old. Yeah, he had. Yeah, you said he hadn't pitched since April 6th, so. Some rest there, and uh, the way A.J. Hinch put it was, all's well, that ends well. I think that was the exact quote, because uh, <laughs> they ended up winning the game. Uh, it wasn't a safe situation. Plus, Luke Gregerson had an awful outing, six-run outing, a couple appearances ago, so I think that buys Giles a little extra leash as well. All right, guys, let's get out of the bullpen. Let's go to the rotation. Did we sleep on Drew Pomeranz? He is 73% owned. And he starts his season with six innings of one run ball with six strikeouts against the Orioles. With San Diego last year, Pomerantz had a 2.47 ERA, a 1.06 WHIP, and 115 strikeouts in 102 innings. He was one of the best pitchers in baseball. With Boston, he had a 4.59 ERA. He had elbow issues. He had a stem cell procedure in his elbow during the off season. The velocity was down, but it was back last night. It was all good last night for Drew Pomerantz. Should he be a hundred percent owned at this point? He should be pretty close, probably. I just wrote about him for the waiver wire piece today. It's going to be on CBSSports.com. Very good. Um, <laughs> and I, I think when you have a pitcher that's shown the type of upside that he has, that we know at the very least is a strikeout pitcher that is going to be pitching for one of the best teams in baseball, yeah, that that kind of guy needs to be pretty close to 100% owned. I still have a lot of doubts about Pomeranz, but I I was making sure he was owned in in all my leagues this morning because I, yeah, you know, I, I like to keep an open mind on pitchers who've shown a smidgen of potential, and he's shown probably even a little more than that. Yeah, this was a this was an awkward week because he is a two start pitcher in week two, but I wouldn't have I the league where I have him, I just left him on IR. Um. So it, it would have been nice to see him do this on like a Thursday and then have two starts the following week that I would be able to uh to rely on. Well, both Drew Pomeranz and Manuel Margot, completely different position, FYI, are 73% owned. Which player is more under-owned, Pomeranz or Margot, who uh, homered at Coors Field last night? They're both under-owned. Mm-hmm. Pomeranz probably more so, but uh, Margot, I'd... 
I need to make sure he's not available in any of my leagues either. And he's probably not because I already put in a lot of claims for him Sunday night. I uh, had a poll on Twitter a couple of days ago. And I think Chris disagreed with the results but expected the results. And it was, would you rather own Buxton or Manuel Margot? We're all on board with Margot over Buxton now, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I haven't, I don't, and I don't know how many leagues I have Buxton in. I haven't made a move to drop him yet anywhere. I think probably in a three outfielder points league, I'm about there. And, uh, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be dropping Margo. Obviously I'd be looking to add Margo. So I think, I think that probably makes sense at this point. Margo over Buxton, which isn't to say I'm giving up on Buxton forever. It's just, I feel like, uh, he can afford to sit on waivers for a while. Well, what kind of upside does Manuel Margot have? By the way, Buxton is 73% owned just like Margot. He's two for 29 with one walk and 17 strikeouts. It's pretty awful. Uh, but what kind of upside? Because obviously we know Buxton has elite upside. What about Margot? Mm-hmm. My upside for Margot coming into the season, I think the way I put it in one of the prospect columns I wrote this offseason was um, a good scenario for for Margo would be something like Jose Ramirez did last year, but I'm beginning to rethink that. He's so young and, and obviously has a great pos- prospect pedigree, a very athletic player. Like he could surprise with empower the way Francisco Lindor did, the kind of start he's off to. I'm not ruling that out. His best assets, I think, are still speed and, and contact ability. But and the, and the irony is he's not doing. Speed or contact ability. <laughs> he has struck like, out. He struck but, out 24% of the time. But it was it's like only... just the last two games he struck out five times or something like that. It's obviously skewed. I think his upside is a 300 hitter that steals your 30 bases. And you hope that he maybe has 10 home runs and scores 80 or 90 runs too. Wow. He's already got three home runs. So yeah. you don't, yeah. you don't think Margot gets the 15 this year? I'd still bet against it too. But I might put him more around well, 12. He could be a 10 to 12 home run guy who gets to 15 now. It wouldn't necessarily change whether he's a 10 to 12 home run guy, though. You know. Oh, what a statty answer that was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nah, I gotcha. Makes sense. Um, all right, uh, finishing up this discussion, let's go back to Drew Pomeranz. You tell me which pitcher you would drop for Drew Pomeranz. Brandon Finnegan, yes or no? No. Nope. No. Really? Really? Wow. Sorry. Why? It's close. I mean, it's close. The the Brent only could be Drew Pomeranz. The biggest issue I have with Pomeranz and everybody should have is is his health. I mean, this guy again, like I said, stem cell procedure in his elbow. They they could have given Pomeranz back to the Padres after the trade because the Padres lied about his medical information. Uh all right, so you'll keep Finnegan over him. How about Kendall Graveman or Drew Pomeranz? Pomeranz. I think I'd go Graveman. Yeah, I'm not dropping Graveman at this point. Uh, Alex Cobb or Pomerantz? Pomerantz. I lean Pomerantz there just because I feel like, you know, Cobb still hasn't had that great start that makes everybody want him off the waiver wire. And he wasn't highly drafted. He wasn't widely drafted to begin with. No, he is now about 80, 78% owned. A little bit more than Pomerantz. All right. Any other big standouts from yesterday that I missed? Well, I think more. Matt Boyd is 
probably the first guy that uh, gets dropped after his first start and then re-added after his second. <laughs> well, uh, which the, is kind of what he is. But look at the, the next segment I have in the notes here includes Matt Boyd. It's just about deep leagues and guys that are owned in less than 30% of leagues. And there were four or five, five pitchers who had starts that were good enough yesterday to, to at least make the podcast notes. So good job to them. Antonio Senzatella, who's had two good starts for the Rockies, 29% owned. James Shields, who's, I don't know, two runs yep. in, in 10 and two-thirds so far. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Boyd. Had a no-hitter going into the sixth and gave up uh, one hit, no runs in six innings against the Twins with six strikeouts. He was terrible in his season debut. Uh, Willie Peralta struck out seven Blue Jays, gave up three runs in six innings with four walks. And Hector Santiago, 18% owned, had a good start with only one strikeout at Detroit. And he also gave up only one run against Kansas City in his season opener. Santiago, by the way... Uh, he did have one great half a season two years ago before the All-Star break. Uh, Santiago had a 233 ERA and pretty good control, actually. So we've seen it from, you know, from Santiago for a half a season. Anyway, we got Sensatella, We got Shields. We got Boyd. We got Peralta. Santiago. These guys are pretty available. 70% or more of leagues, they're available on CBSSports.com. Who are your favorite two from that list? Boyd and Peralta. Boyd and Sensatella. Boyd and Peralta. Boyd it is. Boyd it is. Boyd it is. Yes. Boyd it is. Until his next start. <laughs> yeah, I'm look. He's he's got good stuff. I'm sure we. Uh, that was a day game. We probably caught a lot of that yesterday. Um, he's interesting and mm-hmm. he's, good control. Seems to have a pretty full secondary arsenal. Yeah. One of those pitchers who like the minor league numbers just blew away everybody's expectations. So he's already a bit of an overachiever just by having this role. Um, I would like to see better consistency from him, and that's why he's going to remain outside my top 100 starting pitchers, but he's somebody who could climb, sure. All right, keep an eye on Matt Boyd. Let's do some true or false. Like I said, this is this is nothing like buy or sell. Buy or sell is on Thursday. Today is true or false. Very <laughs> different. I don't even know why you would bring buy or sell into this. Uh, and it's all from two games from yesterday. The Nationals beating the Cardinals and the Mets clobbering the Phillies. True or false, Bryce Harper, who had, I think it, what he reached base in nine straight appearances and has nine walks so far. Bryce Harper will be a top three hitter this year. I'm going to go true. I was inclined to believe in him anyway. Just wanted to see some kind of validation that... His struggles for most of last year were health-related, but in between this spring and, and this first week and a half, I feel like that has been validated. We all had him as the ninth or tenth pitch batter, probably. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Um, Well, eighth. eighth. Yeah, I'll still say false. I don't feel super confident about it, but i am got to stick with my, my philosophical guns here. I'll just go with the math of the situation and say sell. Uh, if you're going to give me the field and I have to have three hitters finish ahead of Harper, I think they probably will. But I'm very encouraged by a start. This is a true fault. It's not by sell. I'll sell it. Uh, yeah, I, I, everything that he's shown in the spring and then so far is very encouraging. Daniel Murphy, true or false, Daniel Murphy will be a top three hitter this year. And before, oh. before, you, eh, before you say false, he was on a per-game basis, I would think, 
a top three hitter last year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we... False on the same logic, but still, he's really great. All I right, mean, fine. Like... Let, let me let me top Daniel Murphy, top eight hitter. Probably still sell. I didn't rank him that way coming into the season, but he's great. Like I, I don't think there's any more room to doubt him. If he You're... plays 160 games, then he will be. I will buy it in a points league. Top yeah. eight. If he plays 160 games, you'll buy it. I'll yeah. buy in a roto league if he plays 160 games. He's going to hit 320. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. We all like Daniel Murphy, yeah, right? He's, he's Adam's one of just the, aiming way too high. He's no. right there. Well, I mean, he's right there. Like he's he's Jose Altuve without the steals, basically. The, right. The point is with Murphy is I don't want fantasy owners to doubt him. I think that I wanted you guys to make the, like he is this good. And there is no reason to doubt him anymore. We're going on. 200 plus games of him with a conscious change and a physical change in his approach. This is not just some random hot streak. This is a long sustained level of elite production based on a, a physical change that he made to his swing. Yeah. And after 200 games, I don't even know that you need the, the narrative. And, uh, you know, right. It's just, there's there's so many compounding factors that show that, (laughs) This is who Daniel Murphy is right now. Yeah. But the other thing that shows this is who Daniel Murphy is, and you have to keep this in mind, the last three games he's played 143, 130, and 142 games. So that that is probably the biggest drawback of him. He's a little injury prone. No uh, spring chicken, that Daniel Murphy. Yeah. True or false? Senwan O will be a bust. False. So too early. <laughs> I hate you, Heath. <laughs> false. <laughs> False. All right, here's a problem with him though. Like their bullpen stinks. They got to get him the ball and save opportunity. He's also got a 12.27 ERA. But we'll say false on on Senwano. Uh, true or false? Joe Gonzalez. I will actually, I will point out Trevor Rosenthal looks very good right now. He has only one appearance, right? Through a uh, hit 101, <laughs> I believe. Small sample size. Struck out the side. No walks. Just, uh, just throwing that out there. That's fine. I think we can call him a a sleeper. Like you could see sure. the. The scenario where Rosenthal gets saves, but but we're a lot yeah. we're a ways away from that. Yeah. Uh, true or false? Gio Gonzalez will be better than Aaron Nola this year. Gio is eighty two percent owned. He's off to a great start. Gio will be better than Aaron Nola this year. False. I'll still default to my preseason rankings, but I we probably slept on Gio Gonzalez coming uh, into this did season we? because he's old. I did think we? I had Gio Gonzalez as a sleeper, or I at least thought about it. Um, I'd like him. I think he's overlooked. But uh, I think he should be closer to 100% owned. He tore my heart out and crushed it last year, and I will never fall for him again. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I'm in on Gio Gonzalez. He like he had a, a 186 ERA his first eight starts of last year too, and then 558 after that. He it's been two years of bad Gio. He also had some some maybe bad luck. He he certainly underperformed his peripherals. Yep. He, yeah, he always years does ago that. too. He always, yeah, he does that. Thought I'd be he right. doesn't always. Well, wrong. now he does. He had a pretty good run of, of overperforming. <laughs> always two, two, two times. The two of you, Adam and Scott, unbelievable. <laughs> you were buying into Michael Pineda not 24 hours ago, and now no. you're going to say, "Oh, we oh, were not." Is always going to. Yeah. We were no. not. We're twisting. Yes, unbelievable. Again. We were unbelievable. not. This is. This is. You're, the you're biggest Michael Pineda fans in America. 2017, Chris. 
<laughs> what a millennial. Uh, <laughs> buyers, or no, oh, I said buy or sell. Damn you, Heath. True or false? Matt Harvey is a top 20 starting pitcher rest of season. And let's do it on the assumption that it was just the hamstring cramp and he'll be fine and make his next start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that as a two on the legitometer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I said he'd be the Mets best pitcher from May 1st forward, so I think I have to buy this. You don't, you don't have, like, you started burying your feet. You don't have to keep throwing dirt on your (laughs) face. I'm only encouraged by what I've seen. I, I, I would guess most people are. I, yeah, I think he's, he looked decent yesterday. I think the command is still pretty bad. He's leaving a lot of pitches up. Um, that, that's the new way so to combat the uh, lift swing, right? Is to throw more pitches up in the zone because everybody's learning to hit pitches low in yeah, the zone? Yeah, leaving belt-high sliders is certainly one way to, to combat more home runs. Yeah, I watched a lot of it. I thought he looked good but not great yet. But he still and, needs to improve. And he's throwing 95. And I, I honestly think like he could, he could, Harvey can survive at 95. He used to throw 98. On the broadcast, he hit 96 and 97 in the first inning. Oh uh, yeah, I noticed. And he struggled a little bit like in the fourth and fifth inning. So that's gonna be a test for Harvey. Uh, you know, we'll see how he, how he does deeper into games. But, uh, yeah, look, there's, things are good. Now Scott, as great, this is actually interesting. You say your bold prediction was he'll be the best starter. When was it? May 1st on? Yeah, best Met starter from May 1st on. I don't know that Har- like, Harvey was so good, but he was never Cindergard good, right? Like, Cindergard is amazing. Um, he was barely DeGrom good. Oh, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of a selective memory. He was, but if he hadn't been shut down early that first full season, he was definitely in line to win the NL Cy Young. Yeah, but Cindergard is like, Cindergard. And, <laughs> like, this isn't, he doesn't even have long this hair. This is Scott. more like, <laughs> you know, considering it was framed in the context of a bold prediction, yeah. it wasn't meant to be commentary on Cindergard. It was just, I would consider it a successful prediction if Cindergard technically finishes ahead of him, but by just a little, I think it's still a pretty good call. When are you? Grenades. When are you going? He's, to, he's pretty clearly their third best starter. When are you going to move? Michael Pineda ahead of Noah Syndergaard. Based on the last two days, I feel like you sort of feel that way. Oh wait, what was who against ahead of who? Fake news. You're gonna move Pineda ahead of Syndergaard. Me? Yeah, that's just kind of what I'm gathering. All right, next no, up, bad you're, joke. You're piling on. Bad joke. Adam, I'm sorry. This is not how I feel about Michael Pineda. Stop putting words in my mouth. Azer was the one who was more excited. <laughs> no, I was He's interested reflecting. in the. I called up. him the biggest sell high yesterday. Why are we not talking about that? You did call him that. Uh, alright, true or false, true or false, you would rather have Yoenna Cespedes than AJ Pollock, Giancarlo Stanton, Nelson Cruz, and Ryan Braun? Uh, false, cause I wouldn't rather have him than all four, <laughs> but true that I would rather have him than at least one of them? I don't think I'd rather have him than any of them. I don't think I'm there yet either. Maybe, maybe Cruz, maybe Braun, definitely not Pollock. Definitely not Pollock. Pollock's the one for sure. The other ones I can make an argument because Cespedes is another guy like Daniel Murphy. We're going on like 200 games of him hitting like a truly elite player. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that so much. It's just, he's also pretty consistently a 135 game player, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the issue. But but Cespedes in 2015 was the number five outfielder in points, number four in Roto. 2016, 
I, I know I've given this stat before. I, for whatever reason in the preseason, I, I just said, let's give him 152 games. Not gonna play 160, but 152, he would have been the number eight outfielder in points leagues. So, and, I, you know, I think he's as productive as those guys. Right, and if we're talking about games so, missed, we probably shouldn't hold that against him if comparing him to Stanton and Braun. Yeah. Right. I do think Braun, percentage-wise, is still a better player than Cespedes, though. He does get to hit at Miller Park. I think it's pretty close. Cespedes it is hit pretty like close, 90 home at Miller Park. Yes. Plus, there's the chance Braun steals 15 to 20 bases, which Cespedes won't do. Yeah. Um, and finally, true or false, Lucas Duda, 31% on, will have a bounce-back season and hit around 30 home runs again. Lucas Duda, bounce-back season. After this start, I'll buy it. No, I'll I'm going to sell it. Has he, he hit 30 homers once? Yeah, he hit like 30 and 29, I think, in back-to-back years. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to sell it. All right. Well, I will buy that. Baseball is back. We know that. And you should be getting tickets with SeatGeek. Save 20 bucks with our promo code FANTASY, all caps, uh, FANTASY. Get the SeatGeek app on your phone or go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code FANTASY. You're going to get 20 bucks back after your first purchase. It's pretty awesome. All right, I'm going to do a demo right now. I'm going to get the old phone out. I'm going to click on the SeatGeek app. I'm going to search for Yankees. Friday night is pretty interesting. Friday night, Cardinals at Yankees. Tickets apparently are starting at $24. Uh, by, by the way, it could be $4 with the promo code FANTASY. So I'm going to click on the event. SeatGeek searches multiple ticket sites, price compares, finds the best deals. All right, so SeatGeek shows me all of these dots. There's red, yellow, and green dots. The greener the dot, the better the value. So it's easy to see very visibly which seats are the best bargain. Really cool feature. Then I'm going to buy the tickets. I would. I've already entered the promo code fantasy, but if I hadn't, I'd enter the promo code fantasy. I'd get my twenty dollars back. And every ticket, by the way, is fully guaranteed. That's a great feature on SeatGeek. So download the app. Use the promo code fantasy for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. Awesome stuff. Take advantage. Here's your quote of the day. And guys, look, I don't want to get too personal on this podcast. People don't like to hear who I like and dislike. But I'm going to say that I hate Marcelo Zuna now because of what he said yesterday. It was extremely offensive, and I hope he issues an apology. Um, he said and th- there was a cat that ran onto the field, scurried up against the wall, and went up to the home run sculpture, sculpture in center field. Marcelo Zuna said, quote, I detest cats, end quote. You know, that's not actually uh, – that's not surprising. That might be a cultural thing. Um, my wife's family – are all from Venezuela, and people from Latin America don't seem to like cats very much. There aren't many people who have cats as pets. Well, I, I don't like it, Chris. I was it's offended. completely understandable. Uh, there's nothing redeeming about cats. Heath, That's completely untrue. Don't and push it. False. I am currently Sell. moving Marcel Ozuna up in my rankings because that's a very reasonable take. Well, I just like, look, there's nothing redeeming about cats. Look at that. Look at that cat being redeeming. Yeah, I don't fall asleep, dog, because it'll probably claw your eyes out. <laughs> Love it's a cats. picture of my cat licking my dog. It's adorable. That cats is, are great. That's great. I, please post that picture on Twitter. Now, um, Ozuna, by the way, hit two home runs yesterday. He's off to a great start. He's batting four twenty three with three walks and five strikeouts, three home runs, and 12 RBIs. Wow. He had six yesterday. Um So Ozuna, uh, before the All-Star break last year, batted three oh seven, slugged five thirty three. What do you guys think about him? It was terrible after the All-Star break, by the way. What do you think about cat cat hater Marcelo Zuna? <laughs> I felt like he was overlooked a little bit during draft season, as if we 
what he did in the first half was wholly unsustainable and he was closer to the player he was in the second half or something. And I, I don't think that's fair. It's better to just look at his full season statistics. He's a nice third outfielder. Um, okay. I, I think of him as more of like a fourth or fifth outfielder. Um, but like, I don't know. To me, he's just kind of boring. He's 260 ish hitter with 20 to 25 homer potential and not great plate discipline. So like, he's not going to be the reason your team succeeds if he's on it. He, the, he might be okay to start for you. He, he is one of those guys that I, he doesn't hit enough fly balls to sustain the kind of power that he needs to. Um, he's like a 30 to 35% fly ball rate guy and it's just, it's hard to be much more than a consistent 20 homer guy like that. Interesting you say that because Don Mattingly talked about Marcelo Zuna and said he doesn't want Ozuna to hit home runs. He wants him to be a doubles hitter. I think he said something crazy like 50 doubles. That won't happen. But. Yeah, I um I went to a game last season and I asked Barry Bonds about – because Marcelo Zuna early last season was hitting more fly balls. And I, I asked Barry Bonds about Marcelo Zuna's increased fly ball percentage, whether that was uh, something that the team was consciously – Working with him on, and Barry Bonds looked at me like I was the dumbest person in America and said he'd never heard a fly ball percentage. Before. Also moving Barry Bonds up in my rankings now. So, <laughs> so I don't know if the, uh, I don't know if the organizational, uh, I don't know if Daniel Murphy's infected the Marlins organization yet. Wow. Well, Barry Bonds, I wouldn't, if you, if Barry Bonds doesn't like you, Chris, I, I would not be too offended. I, I wasn't, I, I didn't take it personally. It's, it's Barry Bonds, you yeah. know? All right, let's do the news and notes. Uh, news item number one, Scott White absolutely hates the 10-day DL. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that as the season goes on. And he predicts today Josh Donaldson will be placed on the DL. That hasn't Well, that was before yet. I saw he pinch hit. Him and Matt Carpenter pinch hitting, I think, makes it a little easier to assume they won't okay. Okay. go on the DL. Well, Matt Kemp is on the DL with a hamstring strain. Buster Posey's on the seven-day DL with a concussion. Gene Segura's on the DL with a hamstring strain. None of these appear to be long-term. Adrian Beltre, though, suffered a setback in his recovery from a calf injury. So we don't have a timetable for Beltre. How eager are you to add Joey Gallo? No, I actually just dropped Joey Gallo. Uh, <laughs> he was the last person on my bench, and I just I have a hard time seeing him staying around once Beltre comes back. I'm, I'm so over... Joey Gallo as, as like a prospect that I'm actively rooting against him so that Delino DeShield still has a chance of playing left field when Adrian well, I, Beltre I, comes back. I take that personally. Uh, you take that person? Are you Joey I mean, Gallo? I, w- I would just like, in the larger scheme of things, it would be way better if Joey Gallo got everyday playing time than Delino DeShield. No, it you? wouldn't. Well, I don't, I don't know that steals. it will. Yes, it absolutely I mean, obviously Joey Gallo's Joey Gallo, best case scenario is better than Delino DeShield. This is just Chris's fly ball bias showing through. No, this is like I want to see a dude who can hit 50 dongs. But he won it is my contention. Ah, Delino DeShields' long track record of success at the major league Delino level. Delino DeShields like, is more likely to steal 50 bases than, no, he's not. than, uh, what's no, his name? Like Joey Gallo is. Joey Gallo actually has like 50 homer potential. Joey Gallo, Delino DeShields is 14 for 14. Both of them would have to get on base. In spring. Neither of them, or, or make contact. Um, I, I think both are never going to happen. Yeah, so, no, I, I agree. Know that. In a deep roto league, I have some interest in Gallo because Beltre is older than the dirt on the Rangers infield, and there's a chance this is a long-term thing. Could be. They replace it every year. 
Anthony Rendon's leg might not be 100%. He was sitting yesterday, but he uh, he did come in to replace Stephen Drew. But he's playing at less than 100% Rendon. Uh, Cincinnati starting pitcher Rookie Davis left after being hit by a pitch on the arm. He might have to miss a start. Clay Buckholtz left with a forearm strain is going to have an MRI today. Are there any prospects in the Reds or Phillies organization that could become <laughs> fantasy relevant? Uh, Robert Stevenson was such a high-end prospect, and obviously he's – had his issues um, the last couple years with walks, but pretty good spring, and, and that would be the one I'm most excited about between the two teams. Or if Cody Reed got a shot in the rotation again, that'd be interesting. The Phillies, I feel like they're next in line are all too hittable to really matter in fantasy. Okay, uh, Russell Martin's 0 for 18, his worst start ever to a season. He had three more strikeouts yesterday. Martin had a terrible start last year, and he was 0 for 17 in 2013, so maybe he's just a slow starter, or maybe he's washed up. Uh, we'll find out. Jose Reyes batted 7th last night, and Evan Gaddis, guys, has started just 5 of 9 games. How concerned are you about Evan Gaddis? This is exactly how I thought it would go. I'm, then I'm why not did concerned. you rank him so high? Because he he's good. And he, he's, he'll make, he'll be good enough to still matter at a position where a lot of players sit anyway. This is a prime example of Scott and I seeing the exact same statistic and having two completely different takes on it. Because <laughs> yeah. I tweeted at him earlier this week and I heard him say I it in a video. Us. You guys what? sit, you sit right next to each other. You, you no, I was, I was, it was Twitter? we work different schedules. Alright. Um, <laughs> I, uh, was the number 11 catcher two years in a row playing basically 105 to 110 games. Mm-hmm. That's what if I think he's gonna, play. If he's going to – well, that's that's optimistic that's, now. Well, that's, I guess, what I – no, why is it optimistic? If he, had, if he had started one extra game, he would be like the yeah, – He's on pace to do that, basically. He's a little below that pace, but, like, if he starts today's game, he will then be on that pace. And, it's and a little, you have it's to a little silly to talk about pace now. We're, we're, we're just talking about starts versus there are going to be games where he enters midway through the game, too. That's that true. He did, that he didn't start. Yeah, yesterday. Right. That will go to his game total. I, I, We all had him ranked as a top six catcher, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason to believe he can play 100 games and be a top six catcher. I think that's well, fair. That, he'll, he'll be close enough to whoever is the sixth catcher that I'd rather take the upside and the possibility that either McCann or Beltron gets hurt for a stretch and that he ends up exceeding the 105-game expectation. I mean, he was a 20-homer catcher those first two years in Atlanta where he played 105 In this new environment, 20 games. home runs is not that big a deal. For a catcher? Not many catchers are hitting 20 home runs. He's probably going to out-homer Gary Sanchez. Uh, I don't want to go. I bet he I does. I say that. Uh, I, I think you, I, you don't if, think if he'll Beltran out Homer Sanchez? If Beltron or McCann gets hurt, maybe. Okay. Alright, well, there's your Evan Gaddis discussion. Martin, Martin Prado started a rehab assignment. Devin Mezzarocco should be back next week. Lonnie Chisinau could come off the DL very soon, and Marlins fans rejoice that Jeffrey Loria might sell the team as early as this year. Uh, I believe David Sampson said they're in the fourth inning, so they're one inning away from bringing in the bullpen. <laughs> but it's almost an official game, so that's good. All right, let's do the drop-o-meter. Yes. <laughs> and then let's talk about players who are doing well. So 0 to 10, 0 is uh, no way am I dropping him. 10 is I dropped him yesterday, you idiot. Why are you asking me now? Dansby Swanson, 91% owned. He is batting 156 with two walks and nine strikeouts. Dansby Swanson on the drop-o-meter. Heath on three? I'm not going to say ten. I haven't dropped him yet because I wasn't able to draft him because Scott was in my leagues. 
<laughs> um, I will say, I guess I'll go with five because there are players that could be on the waiver wire that I'd drop him for, but I'm not actively trying to drop him. I'll three. go three. He deserves more time, and especially given the lack of alternatives at the position. Would you drop Dansby Swanson in a shallow league for Chris Owings, who's now 74% owned? No. No. Yeah. Uh, in a shallow league, I shouldn't have Dansby Swanson as my starter anyway, so he's just sitting on the bench. I'd rather stash Swanson. No, it's just such an issue. Like, who are you dropping Swanson for at shortstop? Freddie Galvis, Angleton Simmons, Jorge Polanco, Tyler yeah. Saladino, Zach Cozart. You know, it's just a crappy position. <laughs> Would you do Saladino, Chris? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Saladino is better, but. All right, well, let's go to uh, our next guy. Devin Travis, 3 for 27 with no extra base hits, 2 walks, 5 strikeouts. Devin Travis is 76% owned, 0 to 10 on the dropometer. I might go 7 on this, and this was something we discovered on Monday after the first week of play when we were updating our rankings. There are six new second basemen now that weren't second base eligible at the start of the season. And they are all probably better than Devin Trevis. Yes. Yes. And um, who are they? Like, Jan Harvis Solarte, who else? Uh, Jonathan so, VR, Jan Harvis Solarte, I wrote about this. Uh, Jose Peraza. Yeah. Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I'm not sure all of them are better than Devin Travis. Like, I'm not sure Jose Peraza is better than Devin Travis. I'm not sure oh, Jan Harvis Solarte is. I'd much is. rather own Peraza than Travis. I would rather own Peraza for sure in a Roto League. I'm not sure about points. They might be similar. I just, just for the fact that Peraza is shortstop eligible. I mean, I'd drop, I'd drop Swanson before I drop Peraza. All right, but, but sure. we're asking if you own Travis and you're trying to replace him, you need a second baseman. Uh, you know, I, look, he's off to a bad start, but this is a guy who could hit 300 and score a ton of runs leading off for the Blue Jays. He's, he's he, like my 25th second baseman. He had played fan, in 161 so. games coming into this season in his career and his numbers were exceptional. Yeah. Like not, they I'm, were like top seven or eight second base numbers. Okay. So did we give a so Scott said a seven Heath Chris Devin Travis? I'll say a five I will go six are are you more worried ready to drop him or scope scope okay Byron Buxton ten five eight Carlos Gomez six eight nine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was encouraged by him and then now he's super cold over 13 but 6k is in his last three games carlos gomez uh but but again like he showed something last year he eh, i know it's, and that's it's that's like 40 percent of his season the three games like yeah but he's he's batting 111 it's not just those three games but uh tim anderson 57 percent owned 192 no extra base hits no walks eight strikeouts eight seven I mean, are we are we putting it in the context of he's fifty-seven percent owned? Because like, that's that's beyond the standard mixed league spectrum. So uh, I, yeah, I'll go. I'll go six. Would you drop him? Would you drop Tim Anderson for Freddie Galvis? No, no. Okay. Uh, Orlando Arcia. Uh, yeah, here's the thing about Arcia. Like, yes, he's droppable because he stinks. But if you own him, you're probably in a deep league where there aren't that many options. So right, he's 33. percent That's. I, I can't imagine. Like, if you happen to own him in a mixed league, you can do better. But otherwise, he's, you're probably stuck with him. I would probably drop Arcia for Galvis. And Delino to Shields, 21 percent owned. He has six at bats so far. But one one start at DH. 
but nobody's hitting well. Like I still, if I have enough bench spots, I don't, yeah. I don't understand what they're doing. What does this guy have to do to get a look? Um, I mean, it's probably coming unless Jorkson Profar just happens to get hot, which I'm not confident he will. So I, like, if I drafted the Shields late in draft season when he was getting the most attention, because I expected him to be one of my biggest, like, I'm really counting on him for steals. I don't think, I don't think there's probably a clear enough steals replacement on waivers to drop him. Okay, I guess, uh, r- remind me again why we were so excited about the line of the Shields in the first place. He tied for second in walks and he was far and away the leader at this spring in, in steals. Uh-huh. And he was 14 perfect for 14. Steals. Yeah, and that had And he was been good two years ago. And not only that, we thought he was going to lead off for the Rangers. They said that. You know, they, well, they hinted at it at least. And he, now he doesn't even play for the Rangers. I mean, he's on the team, but, you know, I, it's annoying. Also, so. his dad played in it's the true. Majors. Well, it's just like he was pretty good two years ago. He wasn't great. He was a, he was good he enough. 260 with 25 steals. Yeah. He was fine. But the, but a good walk rate for a base stealer. And, um, definitely looked like something he could improve upon. Okay. And then he just kind of took a weird turn last year that he seemed to correct like if, this spring. If he could have just been his 2015 self and let off for the Rangers on a regular basis. Yeah, he would have been Sure, he would be a... And, but I wouldn't have ruled out improvement even on those 2015 numbers. Right, you right. Would, no, not at 24. It's possible. It's not guaranteed, but... Like, we got really excited about the line of the Shields the last few days of the spring. I think it... Well, partly we got a little because, we got a little Delano the shield and and I I talked remember there was you know I I talked Adam off the Delano the Shields ledge because I think I said you know maybe maybe we overhyped him to Adam because suddenly Adam wanted to draft him everywhere I did uh, I drafted a lot of them <laughs> regardless of just leagues that heavily reward steals um but you know part of it's because. There's so many there's so many knowns heading into a spring training and the Shields was a legitimate riser like one of the biggest risers so it becomes an obvious talking point at yeah. that point yeah okay Just turns out what we knew turned out to be what we knew no we didn't know we thought that he was going to get a lot more playing time it's ridiculous we, we listen to beat writer speculation and that's often right and in this case it was wrong yeah it's six at bats it's crazy okay so let's look at instead of the bad here let's look at the good mlb leaders through the first oh, eight or nine games and uh, just a few categories. First, batting average. And we won't talk about everybody here, but uh, Russell Martin, I clicked the wrong button. Russell Martin is not leading in batting average. In fact, he's last in batting average. Daniel Murphy, JT Realmuto, Yunel Escobar, guys, leads off for the Angels, batting four fifty five right now. Probably will come down. But Yunel, Matt Wieters is off to a great start. And Avisail Garcia is off to a good start, too. Anything really jumping out at you with Yunel, Weeders, and Garcia? I feel like this is going to be the third straight year where Yunel Escobar is pretty useful for fantasy, and we just don't believe it. But like, he's always pretty reliable in batting average, and he's AL Martin Prado. It's a sure. hollow batting average, though, right? Like, it yeah, would have but... to, it would have to be a pretty deep roto league for you to justify the batting average at the expense well, of everything he's else. he's hitting leadoff now so i think that helps things out a little bit if he can be a 85 runs guy who probably is a true talent 300 hitter 
He'll still be pretty low at third base. He was 33rd. Escobar was 33rd at third base last year, and he hit 304. But he yeah. only, but okay. he only hit five home runs and scored 68 runs. I thought he led off most of last year too. Uh, I don't know. But if Did you need batting average, if you need batting average, what, what about Weeders, guys? Um, there's a. Have you noticed like every Nationals hitter has walked more than he struck out so far this year? I did not notice that. Like we were talking about Eaton yesterday, and certainly Harper has. I'm pretty confident Daniel Murphy has. Like it's, I, I don't know if they've just had like really bad pitching so far. Um, it's hard to get too excited about Weeders yet, but I was thrilled to get him as a Buster Posey replacement yep. off the waiver wire last night. I've had him as a top twelve catcher since he signed. Yeah, he's off to a very good start. All right, league leaders in home runs. Is George Springer going to have his true breakout season? Uh, he is mashing. He has five home runs, and three of them have come against righties, who he's had a 77, seven, excuse me, 770 OPS against righties over the last two years, right around there. And right now it's about 1100. So great start for him. I think he's hit four or maybe all five of his home, I think four have been leadoff homers. He's already broken the Astros record for leadoff home runs in a season. <laughs> and he did it in the first nine games of the season. Uh, yeah, I think Chris and I both wanted to put Springer in our breakouts at one point and got shamed out of it because he was too high end yeah, of a player. Definitely. So I, I don't have any trouble believing that he's going to have a breakout this year. He's going, if he stays healthy, he gets 700 plate appearances with as good a protection as just about anyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Could be nice. I agree with that 100%. Um, also Lindor has four home runs. He's second, tied for second, and Lindor had, what did he have last year? Uh, 15 home runs. I'm done trying to understand this guy. I'm just gonna enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Fly like ball percentage is way up. He's just a, he's a, a pleasure to watch, and, uh, I'm just gonna enjoy him proving everybody wrong every single year. <laughs> was anybody like doubting Lindor coming? Uh, I don't think anybody, <laughs> Chris well, was. I, I don't, I, I certainly didn't think he was like a, I, I still don't understand how he's a power guy. Yeah. He's gonna have his first twenty homer season this year. Okay, so how many? Uh, and like he does, many, he's not getting like cheap ones. Like George Springer has a couple of cheap ones so far. How many people can hear me right now? How many of you are staring at the notes, looking at the notes? Don't do it. if you're not. Don't do it. I'm not. I am. I'll stop. All right. Who leads baseball in doubles? Travis Shaw. False. Okay. I already looked at the notes. It's Mitch Moreland. Yeah. Okay. Confirmed. Uh, no homers yeah. and somehow one RBI with a 321 batting average and six doubles for Boston. I think for left-handed hitters, and I, maybe I'm wrong, but Fenway is a better doubles park. Yeah, than home I believe Fenway is not a good home run park for left-handed hitters. Um, Have they been? The RBI home? thing is also just nobody's hit in Boston so far this year. Yeah, they've all had the flu, but they they were it they were at Detroit last weekend. Where did they open this season? Oh, no, they were home against, against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, they were home at against home. Pittsburgh. At home, yeah. Um, and now they're home. They had to fumigate their locker room when they left Detroit. Well, Moreland's 22% owned. Do you think he's under-owned? Yeah, a little. Sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, platoon first baseman isn't going to be 70% owned, but he'll, more than 22 seems, He'll right? peak at 50 and ebb and flow from there, I think. Would you rather have Mitch Moreland or Lucas Duda? Duda. I think I'm going to move Duda ahead of Moreland. I think I have Moreland ahead. I might rather have Moreland in a points league. 
I was thinking about that too, but I don't I don't know. I think I think I'd just rather gamble on the upside of Duda. And would you rather have Moreland or Ryan Zimmerman? Zimmerman. Yes, definitely Zimmerman. Would you rather have Duda? Actually not. Duda or Zimmerman? (laughs) Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Uh... I just told you Zimmerman over Travis Shaw yesterday, Adam. What? (laughs) Now I do it with Heath here. Uh, It's going to powerbomb you through the table if you say it in front of him. You're uh... out. Your league leader in steals is Brett Gardner. I think he's tied now. Who, uh, Eduardo Nunez still was fifth base yesterday. But Man. I, I just, I just wanted to update the Brett Gardner thing because, you know, um, he has been issued the 100 run challenge by Joe Girardi. Girardi wants him to score 100 runs. Doesn't matter how he gets there. So. This has been your New York Yankees update, courtesy was, of Adam Azer. I saw that from Girardi two days ago, and I made fun of it on Twitter by saying he also challenged the grounds crew to have zero rainouts. <laughs> you know, they have probably about as much control over that as Gardner does over his 100 he runs. He should but just challenge everybody on the roster. It's, it's, uh, because it's inspired, like Gardner said, that's inspired him to run more because he needs to be on second and third to score runs as opposed to being on first. So if that, if that's, the effect it has, then hooray for Joe Girardi and his wacky challenges. Well, I'm issuing a whole... Yankees challenge to Adam Azer. Why don't to see they if we make the whole plane out of inspiration? Tomorrow's podcast without Adam bringing up a Yankee. That's going to be pretty hard to do considering they're playing today. Also, so, isn't Montgomery starting yeah, today? Yeah, Montgomery's kinda... starting today. <laughs> Pick him up in, in deep leagues before it's too late. I, I'm excited about Montgomery. What would Montgomery have to do that would not be relevant? Because there were a lot of players that played yesterday that we didn't talk about. If he goes five innings and gives up three runs, yeah, strikes fans out three. are all in on this Montgomery guy. Like, no, they, we're not. Like, like no. he is like the next Noah Cinder. No, what are you talking about? What are you talking well, about? I just want to know what is the stat line that does not get Jordan Montgomery his own segment tomorrow? The only, the only way he, Montgomery Montgomery-ometer? gets Montgomery gets on the show tomorrow is if he has a good start. If he has a bad start, then no, not happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that said, uh, we had, there are a lot of guys we haven't talked about, like Cole Hamels, who walked four, uh, Jay Happ, who had another terrible start, but Jay Happ is zero walks, 17 strikeouts. Stop striking people out, Jay Happ. <laughs> uh, Robbie Ray. Alright, fine, let's, let's go to those guys. So, Forget Hamels. We'll talk about him some other time. But he only threw 51 strikes out of 100 pitches. Um, Hap, tell me how many of these guys you could see dropping sometime in the next month. So we're not actually predicting it. We're just saying it's conceivable. Let's say sometime in the next two weeks. Give him a shorter leash. I want to know how two long, weeks? Okay. How long uh, your leash is. All right, or two what, or three. What are the names? All right, two or three more starts. Jay Happ, Robbie Ray, Jeff Samarja, Lance Lynn. I could see myself dropping any of those guys. In that short of a time period, probably just Samarja and Lynn are on the shortest leash for me. But you know, there there've been encouraging signs for both, despite the bad ERA. Do you think Joe Musgrove is overowned, underowned, or is his porridge just right at fifty-seven percent? Just, just right. right. Yeah. Do you think Jamison Tyone is awesome? Yes. Yeah. Awesome's a little strong. He's good. Yeah. I'd be happy to have him. And do you want to grade some trades? No. Yeah, I do. A lot. And do you want to build a snowman? No. <laughs> All right. Grade the trade from Mike in New York City. Ten-team head-to-head points league. 
Give up Steven Piscotty, get <laughs> Nomar Mazzara. 10-team league. Give up Piscotty, get Mazzara. D-plus. Yeah. C-minus. D-plus. From Bernard, grade the trade. Wait, wait. Isn't a D-plus what you just gave that terrible, awful trade on Monday? Which trade? The one that I gave an F and you yelled at me for? I don't know. I, I don't remember the trade. Everybody gets a D-plus. Well, <laughs> it's like... A C, if a C is dead even, I have to give it less than a C because I'd rather have Piscotti than Mazzara, right? Okay, C minus. Does that make you feel better? Jeez, you're like an angry parent. Um, from Bernard, grade the trade. Dear Inky Blinky and Nod. We get that a lot. I don't know what that is, but it's something. Uh, what is that? I don't know. Move I've on. I've heard that a lot in life. Give Nomar Mazzara and Byron Buxton get Jose Abreu. B. A. Minus. What? Yeah, no, that's I'm I'm with yeah, Adam. I'll be the great inflator here. A minus. Yeah, good job. No, a, straight, just a straight A. You know, I'm not gonna go A plus, but just a straight up A. All right, all right. This is from yeah. Nick in Shanghai. Uh, ten team head to head categories league. All right, here we go. Pay attention. He's got some closer surplus, by the way, some saves surplus. So categories oh. league. Give up Starling Marte, Todd Frazier, and Alex Colome. Give up Marte, Frazier, and Colome. Get Trey Turner, Kyle Seeger, and Troy Tulowitzki. I'll call that a B. It goes to B plus with contextual extra credit. Uh, yeah. I'm going to call it a dead heat C. Yeah, I think it's a B. Man, Heath. Like, so you're, you're, you're are getting... Marte and Turner that close for you, Heath? Yeah, I'm not so sure if you're asking me rest of season who's going to score more that I wouldn't take Marte. Yeah, but Frazier to Seager is a nice little upgrade there, no? That that is a nice upgrade, yes. Um, Mostly I, a safety upgrade. Uh, Tom in Milwaukee. Hello, Ryan, Keon, Domingo, and Kirk. <laughs> Brewers. Brewers. Yeah. Outfielders. Outfielders. Yeah. Oh, new, oh, uh, new and. New and Heist. Yeah. yeah. New yes. Heist. 15 team Roto League OBP. Give up Granky, Benintendi, ooh, and Triggs. Give up Granky, Benintendi, and Triggs in a 15 team league. Get Carrasco and Aledmus Diaz. That's <laughs> he says he, he says Ryan Healy or Diaz, but we're all going Diaz there. Yeah, I didn't even, didn't even entertain that. Yeah, Super if he right. gets Diaz, I'm going to go B minus. I think it's a C. I will go, I'll go B minus as well. Who would you guys rather have, Granky or Carrasco? Carrasco. Carrasco. And then who would yes. you rather have, the combination of Benintendi and Triggs or Aledmus Diaz? Diaz. Diaz. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you gotta do this trade. Good job, sir. Uh, James in Lancaster, Minnesota is in a 5x5 Roto League. He was offered Carlos Santana, Ian Kinsler, and Keon Broxton, nice little haul. Get Carlos Santana, Kinsler, and Broxton. Man. Giving up Altuve. Ooh. I say no. Uh, no, nope. I, I say C minus. Especially because he already has Miggy and uh, Freddie Freeman as well. So Borderline A's are offer. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's better yeah, than Yeah, you like to give offer. up three. Well, it's trying to buy low as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now look, you're probably off to a bad start with Miggy and Freeman and Altuve, but you'll be all right, James. Keep 
keep it up. Uh, all right. Well, we can read some some more conventional emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. This is from Josh. Dear Buster, Jonathan, and Gary. Top three catchers. <laughs> Not right now, but yeah. Uh, oh, he said, what are your thoughts on Matt Wieters? Sorry, we already answered this. But we like, we're happy with Matt Wieters. Yeah, borderline startable catcher. He's a career 262 hitter or something like that, or somewhere around there. So just be aware. But yeah, good start so far. Uh, from Ed, dear Barry, Wally, and Jay. Hmm. No idea. Um, Barry, Wally, and Jay. Oh, uh, I, I want to say Wally's Wally Joiner. I did too. But I don't know who the other two are. No. So it may not be Wally Joyner at all. It might be you're, comic you're books. Way off. It, it might be These comic books. Are various stuff. people who have been the Flash. There you go. There you go. I knew it after I Googled it. Should I pick up Kiermeyer or Souza in a six by six categories league with OBP? Oh, Kiermaier. Heath and I may not see eye to eye on this one, but I'm with Chris in saying Kiermeyer. <laughs> Um, I've got them very, very similarly ranked. So, um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, not gonna fight you on this one. Okay, fine. Tim in the Lou says, Dear Frank, Buddy, George, and Steve, I already Googled that before the show and could not- This has gotta hurt for Tim in the Lou. Why? Those are, uh, Kansas City Royals. Oh, they are? That uh, beat his St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series. Frank White, Buddy Biancalana. Frank who? Frank White. Frank White. How do you spell that? H-W-H-I-T-E? Okay. Uh, all right, good job. You say so you got it. 12 teams. We'll have a tor- tournament to decide. <laughs> oh, by the way, I got a, I got a word that uh, Chris says funny. What was it again? It was from yesterday's fool? show. I noticed it. I just had breakfast and now I'm fool. Oh, he says he says P U L L. He says like P O O L. Pool, pool hitter. Yeah, everybody in Arizona is a pool hitter because they hit the ball in the water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say words the way they're supposed to be said. Pool. No, it was caught. Someone called me out on yesterday from yesterday's podcast for saying caught the ball like caught the bed. I didn't realize those were pronounced differently. Caught, yeah, caught versus yeah. caught. Caught, yeah. All right, question. Uh, in a saves plus hold, saves plus holds league, I have Carter Caps in my DL spot. When he comes off the DL, who should I drop? Caps, Trinan, Coda Glover, or Justin Wilson? Glover. I think he's third in the yeah. pecking order in Washington. All right. And last one. This is from Carl from White Rock, British Columbia. Dear Feeney, Belding, and Skinner. That's an easy one. Fictional. Famous fictional principles. Yeah. yeah. Feeney's Boy well, Meets was, World? Was yes. Feeney a principal? I thought he was just a teacher. I believe he became a principal, didn't he? I don't know. Principal is your pal. Mm-hmm. Ten-team head-to-head league. Who should I pick up for a two-start week next week? Robbie Ray or Gio Gonzalez? I would feel better about Gio. I would feel much safer starting Gio. I think Ray has a little bit more upside. I'd take Ray either way. Feeney did become a principal and then a college professor. He kind of followed the kids around. It was very strange. I'm not sure that Gio is uh, a two-star pitcher next week. Um, <laughs> Robbie Ray, by the way, gets the Dodgers twice, which could be really good because they can't hit lefties. And that is it yep. for the show. Four-man show. Hooray. All right. We're back uh, tomorrow to do some buy or sell, which is completely different than Drew Vols. See you then.